on this Power Progress podcast is going to be an interesting one. It's all about sleep. Problem what I'm having right now. So it's going to be episode 20. And that is I'm having problems sleeping. What do I do? So I'm going to share 10 little, simple little tips to help aid in improving your sleep. So on this particular one with Rita, it's a little bit of a realisation that it's something which I've probably had a problem with for a while. And maybe for you listening in is having the same problem as well. And that is, I'm going to have to be honest and say, I'm having problems with sleeping. And I'm thinking to myself, what are the things what I could do to improve that? What can I actually do about it? So I've done a lot of research. And the first thing what we're going to do is me and Rita had a little chat before this. And we thought it'd be important to say, actually, how can it affect us on a day-to-day basis from not sleeping? So here's Rita right now. Do you, do you want to start with this one? What sort of effects does it have, have on you when you know you haven't slept very well? Well, it's kind of, I just wake up really groggy. I My decision-making skills completely go out the window. I can't, like, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm just running around like a headless chicken and not achieving anything and that's on the practical side but from a nutritional from a like a health what like how I how I feel um I feel like my body is basically looking for energy through food and through bad food nonetheless so it's never going to be healthy food if you if you're lacking sleep it's not it's not going to be as um your body is going to want What's the word? You're the you're the nutritionist. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think as much as emotional, as much as your body, when you're tired yeah. and you're feeling run down, your body just looks for the quickest way of survival. Yeah. So I definitely can relate when I don't sleep very well and basically I'm trying to get through a day. I'll mm. go towards more caffeine. I'll it's- eat more simple foods, which is easy to eat. In some cases, because of that, and I'm running around and I'm basing on the caffeine, I probably would miss meals. Whereas mm. I know some people do the opposite. They probably eat more, but I'd miss meals. And the meals what I do have aren't as calorific. They're just easy. So I'll repeat that again. They're not as nutritious, yeah. but they're simple foods, which makes it more calorific. Yeah, exactly. So it's something easy. You want to just stick a pizza in the oven. You want to just... I don't know order a dominoes or it's never it's never going to be something that is nutritionist nutrition yeah it has the most nutrition for you yeah and you just said it there the other way the other action what you've done to give you a bit more of a quicker easier life is mm-hmm. rather than you cooking it yourself you've ordered a takeaway instead exactly. yeah but the reality is it probably takes the same amount of time the only difference is your energy it takes is easier yeah because you don't have to physically get up and make it yeah and it will affect your energy, like you've just said. So you you don't want to kind of get up and do the exercise, for example. You don't want to do the things that you need to do in order. So, I mean, those are the effects that lack of sleep have. But the quite interesting thing is that that's how you also fix your sleep, isn't it? In what way? What do you mean by that? So the awareness of knowing that those are the effects of sleep. Yeah. But if you if you um, move into your day knowing that and still do the exercise and still I mean you've got you've got nine nine things nine steps that yeah. we, we can do so all of those things in the um, in the things that the nine the nine things you can do are yeah. also the effects 
So the effects is having more caffeine, is have is having lack of exercise, yes. is lack of nutrition. But those are if you fix those things, is actually yeah. how you fix your sleep, and it's a, yeah. it's a vicious cycle. And I feel like that's that's how I got stuck in it like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, having the awareness. Yeah, having the awareness of you know I went to Morrison's um one night and I had the awareness that my my, my thoughts were like oh I want like the chocolate I want the pizza I want this I want that and I had the awareness of not buying those things and buying something nutrition instead and I slept better that night I had That's no right. caffeine that day so I ha- I slept better so I'm gonna you know let you take it away with the, with yeah. some of the best. got you yeah so these points what I'm gonna discuss are also the things what you fall into when you have lack of sleep, We're just like Rita was saying. So it is a vicious cycle, but it could be these things which has led to you having a bad sleep in the first place. Yeah. And there is certain elements on this, which when I've investigated for myself, there's definitely some clear of these points which I am doing, which I believe is affecting my sleep. So I'm going to start from the top, and that is number one, exercise. So this is a double cross sword for me, but for most people, this would be a solution. Now, exercise is something which I do on a day-to-day basis, and it's something what I find very easy. And to be honest, for most of you, just for you going out for a walk, that will really help you sleep. But there's also another thing what I do fall into that I can over-exercise, and that overwhelms me to not to sleep. So mm. that's why I want to discuss this, because... Like I said, for someone who works in works out day in, day out, if I go on an intense run and then I do an intense weighted session, then that will really affect my sleep. But the other end of that, if I go for a nice steady walk and have a nice workout, like a weight workout, sleep like a baby. So I know for me, I can't mix high intensity cardio with a weight session. That doesn't work for me. And is there any way of finding this out before or is it just trial of trial and error it is a trial and error but i do think you only can do one intense thing in a day so if you if you're expecting to lift really heavy and do a sort of sprint run i don't Mm. think that works Mm. you've got to do one or the other so if you're going to do a weighted session what you need to do is do a steady walk and also that aids in a good recovery as well yeah low impact impact with so if you're doing weights yeah 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 so which leads on to number two which goes on nicely, and that is about diet. But again, I'm not going to cover heavily about the importance of eating well, because we know that and what we need to eat in order for it to be well, because that's on another podcast. But what we do want to discuss is about timings of eating before you go into bed. So obviously you even a meal, if you can have that around about six, seven o'clock, that'd be the optimal time to give it a chance to digest. Mm-hmm. But, but there's some fundamental things what you want to avoid before going to bed things like spicy foods and i can relate to this this does affect me citrus foods because they're very acidy and more importantly alcohol mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because alcohol whilst it might knock you out when you initially drink it we've all been there before that it actually overwhelms you and it gets you up in the middle of the night or wakes you up at some point and it has an adverse effect for other nights sleep. Mm-hmm. That's what I find with me. If I have a, a binge night of drinking, because yeah. that'd be the only time I would go for a drink. I'm not yeah. a have a glass of wine type of person. It'd be I'll purely yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be purely <laughs> because I'm on a social event and I've decided to have a big drink. What I tend to find that night, because obviously I've probably been out late, I've slept, 
And then for two, three nights after that, I'm not sleeping very well. Mm. So mm -hmm. it definitely affects me nights on end with alcohol. Everyone's different with alcohol, by the way. It will affect you, but everyone has a different type of effect. Yeah, definitely. And then um, with that leads on to the next one, which is, I don't know if you do this, but catnaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it definitely affects it because um, it kind of takes, well, I mean, it makes you, it kind of re-energizes you for a little bit, but it kind of pushes your sleep time a little bit later, isn't it? It's like you. Yeah, right? it's, it's, a, it's a double cross sword, really, yeah. because yeah. they reckon 15 to 30 minutes is really good for you. Yeah. The trouble is what you have is whether you can keep it at 15 to 30 minutes. Exactly, yeah. You not wake up two hours later not knowing where you are. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is it's probably going to take you longer to settle at night, mm. which then it might get you over that time and habit of when you normally sleep. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's a practice you need to do if you can do it, but obviously you've got a form of strategy where it's going to serve you, not hold you back. Yeah, good one. Which leads on to the next one, which is the reason why I wanted to keep this separate, which for two reasons, actually. it's I think it's a completely different subject to the other one, but also it's something which I, I'm, I have massive problem with, and that is caffeine. Mm. I am a coffee drinker, and it's even when I was eating really strict, every now and then I will cut alcohol, um, not alcohol, cut caffeine out for a couple of days, but it is definitely one of my fixes. But caffeine... As I didn't know this until I researched it, by the way. The half-life it has is six hours, which means it could only last six hours. But most of the time, it takes 12 hours for it to leave your system, That's which is absolutely huge, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And didn't you say at the beginning of this that you cut out, uh, I keep wanting to say alcohol, cut caffeine out and it made you sleep like a baby for the day after? Yeah, exactly. In the day after, I felt much more energized. Like I didn't need coffee. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But you, how much? Because um... I had much better, I just had much better sleep because I didn't have caffeine the, the the day before. I had much better sleep and I was naturally energized that I didn't need any external caffeine. In my opinion, that, that's for me. I mean, you, you felt it. That's the that's the important yeah. bit. How many cups of coffee would you normally drink in a day? It's um, at the time, what I realized is that it wasn't the amount, it was the timing. I feel oh, okay. like too late, but like, cause it was like when I start flagging at like two, 3 PM, I'll have some, I'll have a, a cup of coffee. And then I, and then that's when I realized I'm not sleeping well. And then I looked at my strategies and I, like what I'm doing in my day. And then I realized I'm taking it too late. Um, so yeah, so if I will, if I am going to have a cup of coffee, now I'm going to have it like at, at this time, like 9, 9, 10 a.m. And then that's it for the day. Great. Okay. I'd normally have up to three a day. And mm. then sometimes, depends on how busy I've been in my life, sometimes it might creep up higher than that. But what I tend to have is one in the morning and then I'll have my second one around about midday. And that third, one, that third one would probably be somewhere around any time between four to six o'clock. And that'd mm. be my last one. Um, but I've done a DNA test, which I've done a YouTube video on. And it actually is proven by my DNA that caffeine I'm sensitive to, which I kind of knew that yeah. anyway. But I did think there was some benefit. But it actually says in terms of focus, it has no benefit to me whatsoever. 
That's quite interesting because as you were talking there, I was thinking, does it have like, do you think caffeine have ha, has different effects on different kind different people in terms of like their composition, their size, their muscle to I don't know whatever like in terms of um, yeah, it's supposed to help their performance, not necessarily their muscles, but mm. it, some people it does improve their performance definitely. No, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, does it have different effects on? how you sleep how you oh yes yeah, yeah. it does because i'm sensitive to it it would definitely affect my sleep yeah but you have like three a day i have one and i'm much more smaller than you do you think if i had three it would obviously be do you know what i mean oh i'll get you yeah so in terms of your height gender and stuff like that does it affect yeah. someone more yeah. yeah it does just like alcohol would yeah. yeah yeah that's what i was thinking yeah yeah i mean it's it's proven that if you have up to 500 milligrams of caffeine a day, it, if for the right person, it can improve their performance in mm. physical activity. Um, but again, that goes down to the individual. That's why it was important for me to take that DNA to find these sort of things out. And I certainly yeah. did find it out. And for me now, that's a belief system that I can't use that as an excuse that's going to improve my performance because it doesn't. Mm. So really, other than me liking the taste of it and it becoming a, a, almost like a placebo, it, that's all it does for me i love the taste of coffee i wouldn't want to give it up my belief system is i like it but what i do need to learn to do is cut that third one out so that's mm -hmm. something i am going to really work towards doing yeah sounds Which good leads on to number five and that is embracing in the darkness before going to sleep mm -hmm. so sort of having total, total darkness whether that is um you know buying some decent blackout curtains or getting a good um eye mask yeah that's right you've got it have you got an eye mask oh my god yes i absolutely love mine and it's silk it's by this brand called silky and it's incredible it's it's really good for um your you know your skin and everything and it blocks out all the light so it's really really good oh brilliant i might have to get one of them because that's one of the things i don't do it is dark in my room the blinds are pretty dark yeah but i could do with probably getting some sort of eye mask that might help yeah which definitely. obviously leads on to sound as well you know if you can block your sound out if it's if that's because uh, i think that's another factor within that um which could be number six is sound because yeah. i find yeah. i'm so sensitive to any sounds which going on in the house yeah. and i'll say to sarah i'm sure this house is haunted so i'm constantly yeah. hearing funny noises where it's you know creaking and stuff like that it's not exactly an old house when he takes a little tiny creak and I'm up, I wake up. Are you a light sleeper? Well, really like, yeah, yeah. And obviously, it's from me having this Fitbit, which is why I wanted to do this podcast. It shows that on average, my deep part of my sleep is less than 40 minutes, mm -hmm. which I, I think would be a good idea for us to do a post to get interaction of what other people have done because I'll be interested to hear whether other yeah. people can get more than 40 minutes with their deep sleep. Yeah, but you'd have to have a, a Fitbit in that, right? That's right. Or you'd have, there are other devices as well. I think it's not just Fitbit, but to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's other ones. So, yeah, block the sound out. That's something what I'm going to start trying to do as well. So mm -hmm. I'm going to, you're going to, I'm going to have to take a picture of me with these earmuffs <laughs> in or whatever I'm going to have with this, this magical glitzy eye mask on. So to see how that gets on. That should make a difference. <laughs> Uh, which leads on to number seven. And this is, um, again, the summit what we discussed at the beginning. And that was about keep your room at a core temperature. 
Mm. And now you were saying about you couldn't go to sleep cold, which fair enough, I couldn't go to sleep cold. But what this is stating is that the room needs to be at room temperature, no more. And obviously when you're in your bed, you want to be warm, but not hot or too cold. Yeah, but what's what's room temperature? Room temperature, that would be in room temperature around about 35. Okay, 35 degrees. Is that not right? No, it'd be 27, wouldn't it? I have to find it <laughs> out. I'll post that on it. Might as well, you know, because like when I put when I put the heating on, <laughs> yeah, when I, when I put the heating on, it's like 22 is like the maximum I can have my house in. Um, 20 is what what I take it down to when I sleep, but then I also um have my electric blanket as well. Right. Okay. Well, let me. Room temperature, let's have, I'm, I'm having a look right now to see what the ideal room temperature is. Let's put that on, on here while we're on here to see what it is. Ideal room temperature. Let's have a look. Good old Google, let's have a look. So it's come up living room 20, 20 degrees. There you go, we're completely miles out. That's what's good to... <laughs> 35 is like the Sahara. <laughs> yeah. Um, bedroom is 16 to 19. Is your okay. bedroom? That'd be far too cold for me. Like I couldn't sleep in that. But I guess maybe it's it's relevant to how you how you feel, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it goes down to the individual. These are just pure guidelines, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can sleep in 40 degrees. You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't. When the central eating's on, if it's too hot, I can get really frustrated. I tend See, to find it goes in my ears. I get so hot and it almost gets me like a bit angry, you know, just get my eating off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's same. I mean, it kind of feels um, a little bit like you're lightheaded and you're too hot, right? You're too, just too yeah, hot. Yeah, can't stand it. So what do you do? Do you put layers on, take them off or do you just, I think you said you had a hot, um, you had an electric blanket. Is that right? Yeah, I have an electric blanket and I um, I just have like a, a night shirt, like I, I don't sleep in much, but I do like my, my you know, my heavy, my heavy um, duvet and I just like to be cozy, um, like warm, but not too hot and not too cold. And I feel like that's something that is, again, trial and error as to what you prefer and how you sleep best. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. yeah, so Definitely. I have my house down at 20. So like my house is all like 20 is like the minimum my house can be in without me be feeling cold. <laughs> so that's my, I know that because that's how my, it's a preference, isn't it? It's a preference. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It leads on to number eight. So, so. And that is <laughs> number eight is to keep your sheets clean and everything's got to be hundred percent cotton apparently. And I checked mine is 100% cotton. And in fact, I was inspired to clean my sheets. So they're actually in the wash at the moment. <laughs> well, <laughs> your girlfriend a bit lucky to have uh, a sheet there. <laughs> I stripped the bed this morning. So there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, which leads on also with this one about the pillows. So yeah. I've got, when for some reason, there's loads of pillows on the bed. And then half the time they're thrown on the floor. You know, we've got this cushion in the middle, three pillows, and I always just launch them all on the floor. So that stupid one in the middle gets thrown on the floor. And then I throw the two pillows on the floor and I'm left with the smallest one. And the yeah. reason is because I like to be like this. And obviously I'll tend to wrap up on a board to the side. Mm. But when I'm like this, what I tend to find a lot of people have the pillows too high. So how would you describe it though? How would you describe it to, to the listener? 
Oh, well, in terms of, um, again, um, how to describe, I think the key has to be is when you're laying on it on your back, is it blocking your windpipe where if you was to breathe, you, you're not breathing very well? Because that's the key to it, is if your head's up too high, not only are you engaging your muscles, which means you've got more chance of waking up with a sore shoulder or a bad neck, yeah. but you probably end up snoring, which will lift your oxygen levels up. Mm-hmm. So if and you get the have the pillow to uh, flat enough that you feel that you can breathe sufficient enough when you're laying yeah. back. Yeah, I almost... I almost, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel for me, it's always like, um, it's how you stand straight, but like, a, like, like obviously horizontal, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how, yeah, so it's not like, you're not, you never walk, you never walk with your head back, you never walk with your head forward like that, isn't it? It's like how you yeah. comfortably stand. Yeah, like a tennis ball, they say like a tennis ball underneath your chin. Yeah. So if you're just oh, to I- hold a tennis ball underneath your chin, that's how, that's mm-hmm. how, how it should be. So yeah, good point that one. So there you go. Like I said, I'm no expert with sleeping. I purely had to investigate this for myself. Yeah. And this is why I'm sharing this stuff. You know, well, you can see I've said put the room at 35 degrees. Um, <laughs> put the room at 35. <laughs> You'll wake up in flames. <laughs> and then number nine is turn off all the alerts off your phone. Mm. turn them all off which relates back also just to recap on the darkness side of number five is to avoid all blue lights Mm. so we'll go back to that because obviously blue lights being on whether it's your computer whether it's your tv whether it's your phone turn them all off Mm. before going to bed because obviously that will just stimulate um, certain things in your in your brain and it'll keep you awake yeah Yeah, but yeah turn off all alerts everything so a lot of people will, will, you know, go to sleep with the with the um, TVs on. They go to sleep to the TV, right? Yeah, I used to do it when I was younger. I used to do it as well. Yeah, I think yeah. You, I think we all we all did. <laughs> I used to be scared of the dark when I was younger, so I used to have the light on all night. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, a lot. Of <laughs> think a lot of people are. A lot of people are, and um, it's. I think I feel like that. It's this is probably one of the most relatable podcast that we've ever done because we I mean I've just been going through it just now you know the lack of sleep and you we've just thought to ourselves like how many other people are going through this and yeah so what's probably next? quite a lot yeah and yeah. last one number 10 is this isn't really relevant for me because I haven't got them but you've got them but that yeah. is try not to let have your pets on your bed now you don't I know you don't but there's some people I talk to where they'll have the pets sleep with them all night mm. I mean, again, I used to do that. I used to do that where my old dog used to sleep at the bottom of my bed. And it's, it was so annoying because it, it would like, const, you know, construct, const, like basically confine yeah. part, like my feet in one space. And it, it's just been so annoying. But um, yeah, I don't now. And I don't know why. What, what, was the, what was the reason behind that one? Just like you said, it's in, in regards to that, it's jumping on you. It's taking up half your bed it's it's gonna sort of almost frustrate you when you're sleeping it's, there's too much room for error when you've got pets in the room mm. for that reason and not to mention the fur as well so obviously yeah. that's going to affect your breathing yeah so yeah there's quite a lot of factors within that and obviously that for me sarah and i we sleep fine together we literally because we're good sleepers in turn in regards to that we don't shuffle a lot we don't we're not heavy breathers we're not snorers and we literally know our personal space 
that we literally got each end of our bed and we don't go into the other side. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, I accidentally um, jabbed her my toenail yesterday because she was in my (laughs) half of the bed. (laughs) (laughs) And she went, oh, it's your nails too. I went, no, not at all. It's because you're in my half of the bed. So we know know our halves. It's your fault. Come into my personal space on my bed, so then she got Don't jabbed with my with my big yeah. toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're the ten tips. There you go. And they're the things which I'm reinforcing at the moment. I'm determined to get that deep sleep over one hour. And like I said, like I was saying at the beginning of this or halfway through, share with me what you've or share with us. Share share with us if you are if you have got a Fitbit and you're monitoring your sleep. Share with us what your deep sleep is. Make me jealous. Show me that you're sleeping two hours deep. That'd be well, unbelievable. Well, what you can do is share with um, share this information with us on the Facebook group that we have um, our community within. And all you have to do is request to join and we'll accept you and we'd love to have you in there. So um, like I said, like Nathan just said, um, <laughs> tell us what you uh, what your sleep is like. And um, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for listening this week and hope you'll find this interesting. I said this is an interesting one for me to learn about sleep and it does seem to be one of the things what people are struggling with right now. So thank you very much. Hope you're back soon. Bye.